Welcome all football fans and football bettors. You are now listening to the Gary Wins Bet Vegas Weekly Podcast for this, the turkey weekend of college football and NFL week number 12 games from November 26th through November 30th. I am your host, Gary Green, longtime professional sports better and professional sports handicapper here in Las Vegas for the past 32 years. I'm also the publisher of the Blue Book Weekly Football Betting Magazine, now in my 29th season of publication. In the next 30 minutes or so, I'll go over a ton of great betting information. Again, all this is going to be from a betting perspective for this weekend's college football and NFL games in week number 12 and hopefully have you a little bit more prepared before you make any of your weekend wagers. So grab a pen and paper, and let's get rolling. I always like to real quickly go over the record from uh, the past week so that uh, everybody knows how we did. And uh, last week in college football, we continued to roll in college football with a beautiful 4-1 and week. We won our uh, 1.5 unit best bet on Central Florida and Cincinnati over 65 and a half. It looked like we were going to continue to roll from last week, two weeks ago, when we had a big six and two week. Uh, but the NFL Sunday, Black Sunday for us, 0-3, one and a half unit best bet on the Ravens did lose. And that is the very first time we had a donut zero nada Sunday in the NFL in a long, long time, in years. Uh, we just didn't have anything go right for us on Sunday. And uh, right now, our record for the season is 65-37-4. We're just under 64%. Folks, we're into week 12 now of the NFL season. We're, we shoot for 57%. We're, we're real close to 64%. It's been a phenomenal season. I know a lot of people from the podcast have been jumping on board all season long. Please, folks, know that this is my time of the year. Even with Sunday's loss last week, uh, we should be okay the rest of the way, and uh, we'll get back on track. We always do. We have bounced back from every losing week in either college football or NFL for about three straight years without having back-to-back losing weeks, so we'll hopefully continue that here this week. Uh, Our college football record is 34-19-3. That's 62.5%. Our NFL is 31-18. That's 67%. We're 7-1 7-1 with two-unit best bets. We did not have a two-unit best bet now for two weeks. We don't just push them out. Uh, as I mentioned, we split with the one-and-a-half best bets, unit best bets last week. So we're 4-4 four and four with those. We've got to do a little bit better with those as the season progresses ahead. So we're going to go over what I like to always talk about. The key thing in betting is stats lie, and you've got to find out where did they lie. And you go inside the box score if you didn't watch these games We'll look at the first game here, UCLA. Last week, my UCLA Bruins, that's my team, they could have beat Oregon as a basically 17-point underdog. They had a lot of kids out with COVID. They they really played much better than Oregon did in this game. They ran 82 offensive plays to 64 for Oregon. They had a 462 to 422 total yards advantage. But they lost the game 38-35, and they lost because they turned it over four times, one of them being a critical pick-six interception touchdown on the last play of the first half that completely changed that game. They could have had great momentum going into halftime, but they didn't do it. Turnovers are costly. They're still a young team, but they are definitely on the rise. Penn State, a team that I told you crashed uh, two weeks ago, they lost 42-21 to Iowa. 
But, you know, even the score again for Penn State, the reason this team just keeps losing, four more costly turnovers. They kind of hung in there against Penn State, or excuse me, uh, against Iowa. They just didn't play well enough with turnovers cause a, a, a loss again for the fifth straight week. Cincinnati, this is my team. Uh, I've touted them since day one. They beat Central Florida 36-33, but they outgained Central Florida by 123 total yards. And the reason that's such a big deal is Central Florida was the number one total offense in the nation, and they only ended up with 359 total yards, Central Florida. They averaged 619 Cincinnati's defense, by far the most underrated defense in the country. Wisconsin lost 17-7 to Northwestern, but they had a 21-16 first down edge. They outgained them by 133 total yards, and they ran 82 plays to just 68 for Northwestern, but they had five costly turnovers. The quarterback for Wisconsin imploded, and uh, he'll never have another game that bad, I'm sure. Uh, A few terrible stats for last week. Syracuse, I I said this team crashed a couple weeks ago on my stock up, stock down on the website, but Syracuse had seven first downs and 137 total yards. They got the donut, zero points against Louisville, who's not even that good of a defense. Wow, I don't know what's going to happen to the head coach of Syracuse, but this program has really flatlined. A couple other teams. Akron, probably the worst team in the country, outgained 750 total yards to 366 to Kent State last week. Kansas State, another clunker. They gained only 149 total yards against Iowa State. And Oklahoma State, another team really struggling on offense. They gained only 246 total yards against the rival Oklahoma. And they got shut out in the second half couple of deceiving, deceiving stats in the NFL for week number 11. We had the uh, Miami Dolphins lose on the scoreboard by only a touchdown, 2013. So you think, okay, they went cross country. They gave it a good run. They really didn't. The game wasn't even close. Denver had a 459 to 223 total yards advantage. Tua Tags had to be pulled in that game. He was just getting killed. He could not get out of the rush, and his uh, passing judgment was bad. This was a very tough setback for the Dolphins as they are really trying as hard as they can to sneak in a playoff spot a year probably ahead of schedule. And the L.A. Chargers, they won by only six points over the Jets, but yet they outgained them 376 to 292. They had a 28 20 First down edge, and why was the game so close? Once again, their head coach sucks. I tell you that every week, but once again, terrible head coaching. Anthony Lynn, just garbage. He should be fired at the end of the season because he's, not, he's never going to take this team to the next level. Uh, and once again, they were able to win a game, but another close game in the end. It's always close games, most of them, because he's such a terrible coach. I, I'd be very scared to bet on the Chargers at any time couple of terrible stats of the week. Cincinnati Bengals, they gained one first down after Joe Burrow got injured. The backup quarterback, Finley, was possibly as bad in two and a half quarters as I've ever seen a quarterback be. For this team, the Bengals, now they're in a world of hurt. Uh, what a lost season this turned out to be. At least they had momentum going to carry over next year. Burrow was getting experience. He's out for the year. Brandon Allen will now start in place of Finley, which I think is an excellent move because Finley was just completely overmatched last week in that game. 
Uh, the Chargers struggling to run the ball. They ran it 26 times for only 29 total rushing yards, 1.1 yards per carry. That's against the Jets, folks. And last but not least, the GOAT, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. This offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gained only 251 total yards a week after gaining 544 total yards and scoring 46 points over Carolina. And now Tampa Bay has to beat the juggernaut, Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champs, or they're going to fall to 7-5. And, five. and uh, it's going to be a dogfight for the rest of the way. It, they're just about done in the division unless somehow miraculously the Saints collapse, which I don't see happening the way their defense is playing lights out. But Kansas City, a 3.5-point favorite at Tampa Bay on Sunday, so Tampa Bay better come up with their best performance of the football season if they're going to pull off a victory against Kansas City. Next uh, page that we want to look at is called the Red Hot Ice Cold Streakers in college football and the NFL for week number 12. And it's funny because the, the two of them were up there. If you check out my website every week, I had two Thanksgiving games up there that were ice cold streakers. Detroit was 3-13 and straight up the last 16 on Thanksgiving, another loss. Dallas was 1-8 against the spread the last nine played on Thanksgiving, another loss against the spread. So you would have had two winners there. Minnesota Vikings, 1-6 against the spread. Their last seven games played at home, U.S. Bank Stadium, which is very surprising because their head coach, Zimmer, has really fared well uh, when they have played at home, but not so much these last couple of years, especially for, for the sports betters. Over in college football, some hot streak teams, red hot. Buffalo University, 13-0 against the spread. Their last 13 games played at home. The Florida Gators, 8-1 against the spread. Their last nine games played at home. LSU Tigers, surprisingly, 8-0 straight up. 8-0 against the spread against Texas A&M the last eight seasons. And now they're a 15-point underdog. And last but not least, we have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 18-1 straight up over the North Carolina Tar Heels the last 19 meetings. They are a 5.5 or 6-point favorite in this game. And the one streaker in the NFL is Kansas City. 18-1 and one straight up their last 19 overall games. But this is one that is really a little bit surprising. Even though it's Kansas City, to do this in the NFL, almost impossible. But the Chiefs folks have won eight straight road games, and now they're going to go on the road to take on Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I want to look at some revenge situations. This is what I call past year's results of the same two teams facing off this week. And we'll look at these for college football week number 13, the Turkey Week edition. And uh, I'm going to go over the teams that have four or five time revenge going on Friday and Saturday. We're going to look first at Colorado. They have a five time revenge spot against USC. West Virginia has a five time revenge spot against Oklahoma. Nebraska has a five time revenge spot against Iowa. UL Monroe has a five-time revenge this week against UL Lafayette. Bowling Green has a four-time revenge this week against Ohio University. And Colorado State had a four-time revenge against Air Force, although that game was canceled. Some dominating wins by one team over the other the past five years. Oregon has beaten Oregon State the last three years by a combined score of 148 to 35. Oregon is a 13 and a half point favorite on the road on Saturday. 
Oklahoma has scored 52, 59, 59, 56, and 44 points the last five meetings against West Virginia, and they will be a 10.5-point road favorite this week. I call this the Wild West shootouts for the last five seasons, and only one team came into, or one game came into this category this week. But SMU and East Carolina, the last three years, 109 total points combined scored, 86 and 72. These two teams get together, and boy, they have some fun putting up the uh, points and lighting up the scoreboard. Some top trends for same two teams facing off from November 26th to November 28th in college football. You have Iowa State and Texas. The last five meetings all went under the total. Nebraska and Iowa, the last four meetings, have all went over the total. Tulsa and Houston, the last five meetings, surprisingly, all went under. Maryland and Indiana, the last five meetings, have all gone over. North Texas and University of Texas San Antonio, the last five meetings, all went under. And the nightcap, which will be the bailout special of the week for a lot of people on Saturday night, in Hawaii, Nevada and Hawaii, the last five meetings have all gone under the total. A couple of uh, against the spread streaks. Texas has actually cashed four straight games against Iowa State. That's going to be a fantastic game on Saturday morning. Uh, Texas is about a one-point favorite in that one. That's a big game in the Big 12. Duke is 5-0 and against the spread the last five against Georgia Tech. Temple, surprisingly, 5-0 and against the spread the last five meetings against Cincinnati. And uh, the last one is Navy, 4-1 and one against the spread, the last five meetings against Memphis. Next, I want to just again tell you about my free football betting magazine. It's a $15 a week betting magazine, betting guide. You can get it at my website at bluebooksports.com. Each and every week, absolutely free. It's usually the college football is usually loaded up, sometimes with good luck by Tuesday, uh, afternoon, and then the uh, NFL edition is usually loaded up with luck Tuesday night. A lot of times it's Wednesday. Can't do too much until we get that Monday night stats in there. And just because of the time element, uh, we try to get them up and have them loaded. So you're going to be ready to go with this magazine. Two clicks, and you can print the entire magazine every week, the entire season, absolutely free. Now, if you have not been winning, and you want to be on board with a proven winner, these are my weeks the rest of the way here to win big. I am dialed in. I know all these teams inside out and backwards right now. You can give me a call at 1-800-587-BLUE, 1-800-587-BLUE, which is 2583, and you will speak directly to me. There's no salesman. You will speak to me, Gary Green, only, and uh, I will try to get you on the right path and uh, hopefully be able to maybe teach you some things along the way, too, that will make you a better sports better for the long haul. Now, college basketball 2020-2021, I told you, started on Wednesday. Our first play was Thanksgiving with uh, Gonzaga, a winner to start off our campaign. Anybody that purchases our college basketball entire season package, our game day club picks, that's our picks each and every day, the entire college basketball season, I'm going to throw in this week as a Thanksgiving special, you will get all the rest of the football, NFL and college, right to the Super Bowl, including the Super Bowl and all our prop plays that day, absolutely free. So one price for the college basketball season and get the rest of the football absolutely free. And again, you can call me anytime, 1-800-587-BLUE. If I don't get it, just leave a message and I will directly call you back myself. And also, too, as a bonus, write this down. Our code is TURKEY. 
The code is TURKEY. Anybody that calls me anytime on Friday after 10 a.m. Pacific time throughout the day on Friday, you will get your first top college football winner on Saturday absolutely free. 1-800-587-BLUE. Just give me a call and say I listened to the podcast and use the code TURKEY and you will get your first winner in college football on Saturday. Right now we're looking at about five or six plays, so you'll get one of those plays on Saturday and it will be absolutely free. I want to talk a little bit about a big game in college football this weekend, but it's the biggest game for the bragging rights in the state of Alabama, the Iron Bowl on CBS, 12.30 Pacific Time, Saturday, November the 28th, and we have the Alabama Crimson Tide, a 24.5-point favorite in this game over Auburn. This is our spotlight game of the week. And last year, Auburn got the win, 48-45. They've actually shockingly won two of the last meetings against Alabama, and we know Alabama's been a top-four team for the last, it seems like, ever. Uh, So that was a shocking score last year. And not only was it a shocking score that they were able to win, the defeat was just gigantic for Alabama. That knocked them out of the college football playoff. They had a loaded team last year, and they did not make it to the final playoff, the final four, due to that loss, so you know they'll be ready for this one on Saturday, although they will be without their head coach, Nick Saban, who has gotten the coronavirus. He's got the COVID, and he will have to sit this one out. A couple of uh, offensive rankings and defensive rankings, just so you know what you're looking at. Alabama's the number six offense in the country. Auburn's number 60. Defensively, Alabama's number 34. Surprisingly, Auburn, number 60. Red zone offenses, Alabama. 31 touchdowns and 6 field goals and 40 trips. Very efficient. For Auburn, in 29 trips in the red zone, 17 touchdowns, 7 field goals. On the defensive side of the ball, Alabama's defense has allowed only 10 touchdowns and 22 trips this year. They've allowed 7 field goals. And Auburn, in 25 trips, has allowed 16 touchdowns and 3 field goals. And uh, last year was the only game decided by 11 points or less in the last 5 meetings with Auburn winning by just those two, three points. Last year, Alabama did dominate the game. They had their backup quarterback, Mac Jones, who is now their current starter, in filling in for an injured quarterback, Tua Tagliavola. But he threw two costly pick-six interceptions. Two touchdowns there for Auburn was just enough to sneak him over the top. Alabama had a huge time of possession advantage, 36-24 in that loss. Now, we won with Auburn last week. That was one of our four plays. We were very lucky to win that game because they were laying 10.5. Late in the game, they're up 10 points, and they get in a position where they actually kick the field goal with a couple minutes to go, a far one too, a deep field goal, and they got it. They led by 13. They held off the final Tennessee drive, but they did give up a lot of yards to a very weak Tennessee struggling volunteer offense. They... Auburn defense allowed 464 total yards last week. Now, their quarterback, Bo Nix, has greatly improved his passing game after a slow start to the season where he passed it under 50% in three of his first four games, but he's thrown it for over 70% completions the last three games. I can see an improvement here. He's getting a little smarter with the ball. He's tucking it when he has to, and uh, this is an Auburn Tigers team 
that has played under in six of its seven games this season. And they're going to need a low-scoring game here to have any chance of pulling another gigantic upset victory. I have not seen a team be exactly the same ranking on offense and defense, but Auburn is that, as I mentioned, 60th. So they're right in the middle on offense and defense. But what's even more shocking is they allow 402 total yards on defense and they average 402 total yards on offense. Maybe that's an omen for this game. Uh, this is a situation when Auburn's won the turnover battle this season, they have five wins. When they lost the turnover battle twice, they lost the game both times. So they can't afford to turn the ball over to this juggernaut offense of Alabama. Now, Alabama last week, they beat Kentucky 63-3. I think Kentucky was minus about 57 players. Uh, but they were going to beat them up anyway. But that was a great opportunity for Alabama uh, to rest the key players going into this game. And that's something you always have to look at. I try to post up on the website a lot uh, a segment called Tired Legs. And I've given you teams each and every week that you have to watch. And uh, it won't be Alabama for this one. Uh, this is a situation where they possess Alabama, the best quarterback, running back, and top wide receiver combination in the nation. They've only turned it over seven times all year. They only lost a turnover battle once. And that's the only time they played a close game. That was against Ole Miss. But Alabama scored 38-52, 63-41, 48-41, and 63. So they've gotten 63 points twice. Uh, it's not like they're going to be stopped in this game by a very average at best Auburn defense. Uh, the Bama defense did start a little bit slow this year. Uh, they allowed 19-24 and even 48 to Ole Miss, although Ole Miss has a very good offense. Uh, and then 24-17, and 17, but the last two weeks, they have been nearly flawless. They've allowed zero and three points. In fact, they've only allowed one touchdown, folks, Alabama, their defense, and one field goal their past 10 combined quarters. They're winning by an average of 30 points per game, and their quarterback, Jones, is a Heisman candidate. And last year, against what I would consider to be a much better Auburn defense, a couple of their guys went to the pros in early draft rounds. He threw for 355 passing yards, and he threw for four touchdowns. He's only thrown three interceptions this year, and he's hit 77% of his passes with an incredible 12 yards per pass average. His wideouts, as I mentioned, the best in college football. The wide receiver, Devonta Smith, to me, is the best wide receiver in the nation. He's uncoverable. He catches everything. 903 passing yards and 10 touchdowns. Nobody on this Auburn defense is going to be able to cover him. The Bama offensive line has been very, very good this year. They have protected Jones. He's only been sacked seven times all year. Last year, uh, Alabama led this game. Najee Harris with 146 rushing yards. He also had four catches for 26 yards. This year, Najee Harris, what's he doing? He's averaging six yards per carry. And uh, this is what, what makes it impossible to stop Alabama. Uh, this is a team that can run the ball. you got to load the box to slow that down. As soon as you do, uh, their wide receivers, just about all of them in a one-on-one -on -one situation is going to beat you bad. So my final take on this Auburn-Alabama game. Auburn has not won at Tuscaloosa since 2010. They're not winning this game straight up. They won last year straight up. It's not happening here. And unless they win the turnover battle in a huge way, uh, this streak will add another year to that. But uh, uh, it's a situation where Alabama, they don't forget last year's loss. That knocked them out of the national championship picture. 
Uh, and this was a team that was really good last year, Alabama. Now, I do like the way Nix has played uh, of late. He's definitely improved greatly, especially these last three games. But I don't know about this offensive line for uh, Auburn. Nix has been sacked 14 times, and he's avoided another 14. So he he's he could be have been sacked over 20 times at this point in the year. Now he's going to go against a solid Alabama defensive pass rush. Last year, Alabama did everything right but win. The two pick sixes by Jones last year will not happen this time. I expect Alabama to win right in the 24 to 30 point range. They they gouged you with the line. They know what they're doing, and uh, solid job there by the odds makers on that Iron Bowl game for this Saturday. Next segment we're going to look at, I call it the do factor for week of November 26th to 30th. First, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost nine straight games. The New York Jets, they're 0-7 with a quarterback starting not named Sam Darno. This, this one worries me a little bit. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. This team's winning games, so he's flying under the radar a little bit. He's got zero touchdown passes the last three games. He's going to have to change that and change it fast if this team's going to go far. The defense for the Browns has been just phenomenal. And three teams have failed to cover so far in college football in 2020. They are Penn State, UNLV, and Utah State. And the only college football teams this week with five-time revenge, Colorado, West Virginia, and UL Monroe. A couple of revenge spots to look at. Uh, Alabama was the first of them, but Georgia surprisingly lost last year 20-17 to to South Carolina. As I mentioned, Texas A&M has not only lost eight straight to LSU, but they lost 50-7 to last year. Nevada lost last year to Hawaii 54-3. to They're going to go on the road in that bailout special on late Saturday night. Uh, they're a seven-and-a-half point favorite this time around. Toledo lost last year 52-14 to Ball State. Toledo is a very good MAC team. Northwestern lost last year 31-10 to Michigan State. They're a two-touchdown favorite. Buffalo, the University of Buffalo, they lost 30-27 to uh, Kent State. That's two really good offensive teams going to match up here this week in college football. Oklahoma State lost last year 45-35 to Texas Tech. Stanford lost last year 24-20 to rival California. Western Michigan, another loaded offense. They lost 17-14 to Northern Illinois last year, and UCLA lost last year 20-17 Arizona. What's so amazing about those losses, there's 13 of them there in a revenge spot. The only one, Stanford, which is minus one against Cal, that's not a touchdown favorite is Stanford. So everybody else is in a position this year to get their revenge, and uh, a few of them are very big lines like Alabama, Georgia, and uh, a couple touchdown favorites, Texas A&M and Northwestern. So uh, over in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens, of course, lost a couple of weeks ago to Pittsburgh, and now they have their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, probably going to be out with the COVID. Their running backs, one and two, might both be out because of the COVID. They moved the game to Sunday. Uh, it's going to be tough for them here this week, though. This is a team really, really crashing. Uh, my Washington Redskins had beaten Dallas, so Dallas had a chance, but uh, they just got overwhelmed back-to-back times against the Redskins. The Colts beat Tennessee Titans 34-17 just two weeks ago. The Colts were a three-and-a-half-point favorite this week. The San Francisco Niners, early in the year before they lost everybody, they beat the Rams 24 to 16. The Rams are now a six and a half or seven point favorite. And the Miami Dolphins beat the Jets in week number six, 
24 to nothing. And a couple of stock up, stock down teams, just to real quickly look at. You can look at my entire list again at bluebooksports.com. But a couple of teams that I like to talk about, Indiana Northwestern and San Jose State. These are three sleeper teams. You're going to keep getting value on these teams probably the rest of the year, although Northwestern's not value this week. They don't score enough points to lay 14 uh, against anybody. But a couple of stock down teams. I told you Michigan was crashing, and I don't know what would have happened had they lost to Rutgers, but they took three overtimes to beat a rebuilding Rutgers team. I don't know. I, I just don't think Harbaugh is going to last out this year. But they now play Penn State, and yet uh, they're only a one- or two-point favorite against Penn State, the team that's crashed weeks ago. Uh, they have to win this game or, or things are going to roll in uh, in Michigan. South Carolina near crashing. Kentucky offense has crashed. Uh, they can't score. They can't even get a first down. You don't want to bet this Kentucky team. And uh, the last one that I would look at is this Georgia team. To me, the most overrated head coach in college football. This guy's got tons of talent. He never gets his team to the top level. And we'll finish off this show with just a couple of stock up, stock down teams and players to watch this week, week number 12. Cleveland Browns, their stock up on their defense it has been fantastic. But one of their best guys that's an underrated talent, Taki Taki, he's got COVID. So he might miss this game this week. The New Orleans Saints defense just through the roof right now. The Colts defense shut out Green Bay's offense in the second half. They've been great all year. I've, I've talked glowingly about this defense since week one. I love this defense of the Colts. The New York Giants is my sleeper team. Uh, this is a team now chasing first place and beating the Redskins twice. If they could just finish tied with the Redskins, they could win the division. Wow, that's how crazy the NFC East is. And I had mentioned in this uh, uh, segment that Houston Texans quarterback Watson was a guy that I had in the stock up, and he played great again. This offense is now rolling for the Houston Texans. If they could keep getting a pitch in by the defense, team might be tough to beat the rest of the way. So that's it for your Turkey Day uh, podcast, Turkey Week, I should say, here with Gary Wins, Bet Vegas. I am your host, Gary Green, longtime sports handicapper and professional sports better here in Las Vegas. Give me a call if you're not winning, folks, 1-800-587-BLUE. Check out the website at Blue Book Sports, all one word, bluebooksports.com. Get the $15 betting magazine every week the rest of the year free. And, of course, if you want to take advantage and get your very first pick on me absolutely free, use the code TURKEY and call me anytime on Friday after 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1-800-587-BLUE. I'll give you one of our Saturday winners on the card absolutely free to anybody that calls and you will speak directly to me so hopefully you all had a great thanksgiving day and you filled your bellies and hopefully you can fill your pockets this weekend with all winning wagers please never bet what you cannot afford to lose and please stay safe out there with the covid and god willing we will be back here ourselves here next week and each and every week with the gary wins bet vegas podcast of the week Have a great Thanksgiving week and enjoy the rest of the week, folks. I'm out.